Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another outdoor podcast. Slightly warmer this week, Rich. I was going to say, I've just got a cardigan on. You've still got your coat on, though. Yeah, so, well, I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> I'm not taking any chances at all. But uh, a four-point podcast this week, and yeah. what a four points they've been. Yeah, uh, could have been one point. Could easily have Could have been, been no point. points. Yeah, it could. I mean, it's some real character in the performances this week. Um, I... I've had a sneak listen to your chat to Gary Johnson this morning you have. already. Yeah, um, which he's in good would, form. He's in very good form. You know when your manager starts quoting Judy Garland. Yeah, that it, was uh, that was I think why I wanted you because I, <laughs> I, I can see already that that you have pictures lined up. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but you, you know when your manager starts quoting Judy Garland that we're in a pretty good place. So I, I don't think we should spoil it anymore. I don't think we should delay anymore. A very happy Gary Johnson. Uh, chatting to you a few moments ago. Absolutely. You said uh, in the interview after the game with um, the, the official website that you're getting fed up with Gary time. It's get, Gary time is a bit bit too late for you at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, obviously very tongue-in-cheek because Gary time's been working, not my, yeah. not my uh, sentence, it's other people's, but um, it's in your mind and you, you don't want to let people down, do you know what I mean? Once it becomes a little bit of a, you know, a thing, you don't want to let people down and, and be, you know, not looking forward to the time when it doesn't happen, do you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, that's uh, hopefully we're three nil up by that time on other times. Yeah, it's, I'd rather be two nil up and not have to, you know, like rely on Gary time, as I've said before. But um, it's there if we need it every now and again. And uh, credit to the players, really, who, who are able to take on instructions depending on what the situation is of the game in the last five minutes. We could easily have been distraught because of the penalty decision, because that was definitely a penalty, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Um, but it sort of gives them, you know, we've got the character, and we've built up a character that gives them motivation in those sort of situations where you feel cheated a little bit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, strong word cheated, but it's, you know what I mean? Um, and you, you just feel hard done by that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that motivates our, our, our players. It, it, and, and that's why, you know, in the end, they're, uh, they're desperate to, to get that goal. And you really have got to be desperate. And you've got to show that intent. And you've got to show that courage to go and make something happen. And uh, that's what the boys are doing out there. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the, it took so long for the, for the uh, let's say, the... The old shot players to convince the referee to go and speak to the linesman that, that Scott was standing there with the ball in his arm waiting to put it down on the spot. Well, it's unbelievable. You know, I've been in the game a long time. I've had, I don't know, 1,200 games or, or something like that. Um, and it's the, I, I can't remember another time, I'm sure there might have been, but I can't remember another time where um, the, the referee has changed his mind. Mm. And in a situation like that, last, yeah. In the last game, and it happened in this game. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, with Josh's uh, sending off and that, um, two free kicks went to us. Before you know it, 
Josh got sent off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but both times, obviously, uh, you know, there's referees can hear a lot of screaming and shouting from the, the, the respective dugouts, and you know, it's very difficult when players come up to them and surround them and all that sort of thing. You know, so um, it was the linesman actually made the decision, but. You know, we, we, we got a, video, a good video from a good angle because mm. um, we, we had two or three videos going uh, that shows you the ball was still in play when the foul occurred. Well, um, well, yeah. Whether or not, it, it was almost, in, you know, the, his strike was almost affected by the foul anyway. Well, of course it was, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. But, so that's another, another case of getting in there late and yeah, fast and yeah. being brave. Do you know what I mean? So... Um, I mean, the lads were celebrating, uh, you know, you can see how they celebrated, you know, they were celebrating the, yeah. the last minute goal as opposed to celebrating the winning of the league, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, it's one of them where it was, it was justice sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Scott Bowden would have took the penalty. Yeah. So he was disappointed that he, you know, he couldn't get his goal and then he comes up with a winner. So... He got his gold in the end, and I think the boys were all pleased for him as well. Absolutely, and I think it's um, I think when you look at the squad and the players that are unavailable at the moment, it's great testament to the players who are playing that they they're able to do that. Absolutely, it's great testament to them. You know, where you, you you have to have a squad, of course, and I did say to the squad um, a few weeks ago when. You know, some were injured, some weren't um, so injured and were coming back, some were long-term, that you're all going to get an opportunity at some stage. Yeah. Be ready. You know, and, you know, my saying, I always say, be ready to be lucky. Um, and I always say, that, don't credit me, that I think Judy Garland said it a million <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I picked it up when I, <laughs> as, a young, as a young lad. Um, and, and it's so true in, this, in these cases, the lads have got to be ready when they get the chance and sometimes you name the team and somebody go, Oh, he's playing me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's sort of almost come from nowhere, you know. There's a, lots of points in case recently. Um, but you could see the togetherness of the group and how much the injured lads wanna be a part of it and wanna be with the team. You could um, at the end of the celebrations after the game. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, and and you know you can see some are billing about. <laughs> you know, There's uh, all sorts of stuff going on, but um, it was a it was a proper team unit, team spirit, and and that's what we've 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 managed to produce. Brilliant, um, Chris Arrington, who writes uh, Plymouth Argyle stuff for the for Devon Live and for the Western Morning News and the Evening Herald, has been on to me today, wanting to know about Adam Randall. He's he's becoming a a bit of a someone to look to, to watch from their angle, isn't he? Well, he is. I, I mean, I'd like to say he's useless and he'll never ever play with Plymouth. <laughs> and and he can come to us on a free, yeah. Yeah, but we'll sign him. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a chance. <laughs> um, but uh, he's a great lad. Um, he, he thinks about his game. Sometimes he gets a bit nervous due to his youth, which is why he smashed that free kick the last game <laughs> yeah. over the stand. But um, but he's got such a competitive spirit. It's unbelievable. And uh, the lad I had at, the lad at Plymouth, um, uh, Edwards, 
uh, Joe Edwards. Yeah. He also got a couple of promotions with me, and he's very similar. You know, quick, can see a pass, can play right back, right wing, midfield. Um, and and I think you know Joe uh, that uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, our man that's Adam. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rand. He will um, he will have the same sort of career. Yeah. If not better. Uh, you know, so but Joe Evers, you know, he's had a good career as well. So I think that um, you know, I'd love to obviously love to keep him, but um, I'm sure that Plymouth have got uh, you know, we we've we've had a major contribution I think in his in his development and I'm sure they would say that. And while we've got him, we're gonna enjoy him because he's a he's a quality lad and a quality player. I mean, you, you, you've had lots of players in your time as, as a football manager who have gone on to do, uh, moved on from where you've taken them and done better things. I'm reading this weekend that Seiko Jenner is, uh, is being looked at by Norwich amongst other teams. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, you know, I can go over, if you've got three hours, I can go over quite a few <laughs> yeah. lads you've played a part in. I mean, I've even had a half a, uh, half a, Promotion at Cheltenham. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> half, yeah. half of them were minor team uh, lads that I brought in. Yeah. No, they they've done a great job at, at Cheltenham. They took it on, and the new chairman wanted his own people in, which I understood. Um, so I left there, and so we congratulate them because uh, that was a great effort from their point of view. Um, so I wanted to get that in. So yeah. what, what was the question? No, the Sega Jenner being touted as someone who might go yeah, play right. in the Premiership next year. Yeah, well, they, you know, I mean, sometimes it's a, it's an agent that likes to chuck all that in. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, there's no smoke without fire. Yeah. And uh, it's a good thing that these lads are being noticed. And you know, because generally I get them when they're when they're young. You know, yeah. I don't, yeah. I've been anywhere where I, they've already scored hundred goals and you know played in the Premiership. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we have to help develop them, and uh, is it? helps you and you help them, then both parties, three parties, including the club, mm. has played a part in that. So it's, uh, no, it's been good. Loans are very important, but it's very important to get the right ones. Yes. You don't yeah. get it right all the time, of course, because you're guessing. You're guessing a little bit on occasions, yeah. but, um, especially with young lads. But generally, you know, our loans have been... Uh, very good, the ones we've used. Can you tell quite quickly when they get, get here if it's going to work? Um, yeah, you can. Once they get into the environment, and you can see whether they've got you know, an old head on young shoulders. Yes. Uh, you know, it's difficult to get right into their personality before they come. Yeah. So you don't know how they're going to cope. Um, you try and do all the homework that you can. Uh, I mean, I read somewhere that somebody said that we 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 signed people. We've signed people that have been that were injured. <laughs> and I'm thinking you can't be serious. <laughs> but uh, we certainly don't do that. We do our due diligence yeah. at the time, and and some work out and some don't. So, but uh, anyway, while you're top of the league, then most of the time you've got it right. Well, it's part and parcel of a, a player coming back from injury and wanting to get back in their team that they, they go out and loan that's happened for eons isn't it it's not there's nothing new yeah. no that's right exactly exactly and, and that's the big thing but while they're here you have to make sure part of what you're doing yeah you yeah know, they're not got their mind like on the team that they've come from yeah. they've got to get right into 
psyche. Yeah, yeah. All right. Two, so, two quick, two quick games in succession. Um, one home, one away. Um, and then it settles down a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, two quick quick games and then and then you've got you they're more spread out. Uh yeah, just a quick answer, Gary, and then I'll let you go shopping. No, thank you. Well it's not quite shopping, but anyway. Um yeah, the two games are very important because we've got to get through, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and then as you say, we go Saturday, 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 and hopefully we might get a few of our injured players back and have a bigger yeah. squad and a longer time for people to recover. Brilliant. Thank you very much right. for that, Gary. And uh, I'm sure the fans want me to thank yeah. you as well. All right. Thanks Cheers. Very much. Bye. I appreciate their support. Cheers, mate. So we, I. I'm glad you left the gaffer in peace to go out and do his, his shopping. Yeah, or his, he said he wasn't shopping. He was take, taking, he's his, doing. taking his wife out. Let's hope they're going for a nice pub lunch. That would yeah, be good, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, everybody involved with Talking United deserves a decent pub lunch this week. It's been quite a week, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I spoke to Gary yesterday. So this was uh, maybe about four or five o'clock when I phoned him yesterday. So, yeah, that's, that's, that was a bit earlier than that. It's about three o'clock. Mm. about three o'clock. Do you know what I did yesterday, Guy? I don't. I went for my second jab. Oh, right. And I was two weeks early. Oh, you were keen. Yeah, I uh, I was keen. Um, so I sat in the car park, rechecked my text, <laughs> realised I was two weeks early, and went home again. Was it? Did you have to go far for this? Was it Riviera no, Centre? No, it's Riviera Centre. That's yeah. Fine. <laughs> I just hope I don't do the same with mine because I'm I'm down at Plymouth. I don't want to drive all the You're, way down to why, Argyle. Why are you at Plymouth? Well, because I I did one of those where I opted in. Right. Rather than being sent there by the doctor, I okay. opted in when they became available. So I went up to West Point for the first one. Oh, you've been all over the place. I have, and I'm down to Argyle for the second one. Well, I, I hadn't actually been out, at Argyle. Yeah, I hadn't been out much, so I was no, looking forward nice. to the drive. Yeah friend of mine went to Exmouth because he said exactly yeah. that. I haven't been out much. No. I like out a Exmouth. drive. Yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm heading off down to Argyle in a couple of weeks' time for my second one. We've, we've, we've gone off the subject, haven't we? We have gone slightly <laughs> off the subject. But, I mean, what actually that does kind of lead me into, do you think Patrick was alluding to your health when he sent you your login details for the uh, for the match the other day? For the Notts no, County match? Yeah, because, uh, we get a code sent through us. A lorry comes up the road, but you can probably still hear us as well. We get a code sent through before all the, um, the, the home games, which we're very grateful. Uh, and it's just kind of a jumble of letters and it changes from every match. And mine was just a jumble of letters last week. Yours said, not fit. It did. N-O-T, completely, F-I-T. Completely not fit for purpose. Not fit. I just wonder if the club's trying to send you, um, send I, you a message. I am there. presuming that it's not, as in Notts County, followed by, yeah. I think it was F1-T. I'll, I'll give you think? That. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. it was not fit myself, but there you go. So... Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I haven't looked at the, the one for Eastleigh yet. But, uh. <laughs> you just wonder what's coming up. Uh, what's coming yeah. up with those? So, talking United, we've won eight games out of ten since that awful night at Maidenhead. Yeah, that four-one um, where we, we were where, where it felt like a turning point as well, didn't mm. it? I mean, you just thought, well, how is this happening? Yeah, and um, I can't remember exactly what game it was that they played next, but it it looked like there'd been a shift in the mindset. Things have turned around. I mean, Woking and Kings Lynn came up pretty quickly after that one. Yeah. Um, and things just started to go well. Um, we started to score late goals. Let's talk a little bit about the late goals because 
a lot of people have been doing a lot of research. Uh, a chap called Thomas Fahini on Twitter this week. I'm not sure who he is, but he took a lot of interest in Torquay. That's the 18th game this season in which we've scored after the 80th minute. Is that right? Wow. And that has got us an extra 18 points. Wow. Well, it started in the first game of the season, of course, where we, where we won that one. It did. In, in Gary time. Connor Lemonhay Evans, by the way, is the king of the late goal. I did have a little look through. Uh, the games that we've won or got a point with a very late goal, bearing in mind that when you look online, if it's a goal that's in injury time, it always says 90 minutes, yeah. even if it's 96 or 97. I, don't you love podcasting outdoors? <laughs> I don't know what that was. There's <laughs> when, some building work going on down the road, but that was really loud and up the road. When you podcast out at Seal Hayne, quite often you get the lawnmower yeah. going in the background. But anyway, so the, I mean, the Stockport game, that home game, first game of the season, Connor Lemonhay Evans, 90 minutes. Away at Bromley, we win 2-1, Danny Wright penalty, 90 minutes. Yeah. Home to Chesterfield, we win 2-1, Asa Hall, 90 minutes. Away at Wealdstone, we win 2-1, uh, Billy Waters, 89 minutes. Wow. Away at Weymouth, we win 4-3, Connor Lemonhay Evans, 87 minutes. Home to Wealdstone, we draw 1-1, it's Billy Waters does Wealdstone again, 90th minute, that's the third time he does it. Well, we win away 1-0 at Wrexham, Sam Shering, 90 minutes. We win at home 2-1 against Weymouth, Connor Lemonhay Evans again, 85 minutes. We win away at Sutton 1-0, slightly earlier on this, Asa Hall, 81 minutes. And then in the last week, a draw at home to Notts County, Ben Winter, 99 minutes. 99 was, minutes, it? yeah. And at home to Aldershot, Tuesday night, of course, Scott Bowden, 97 minutes. There's a Crawley game in there as well. I didn't, Being a I, cup game, I didn't yeah. put the Crawley game in there. There was there were three goals there were, in injury time. There were, I don't know what minutes they were. In. It was ridiculous <laughs> that one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been one of those seasons, isn't it? Where, uh, uh, but doesn't it go to show that they don't give up? They don't give up, and this is a team. This is a team that gives a monkeys, for want of a better yeah, word, yeah. about you know they, they, the celebrations after Tuesday night when they won it. We'll talk about the circumstances of, of both of these late games in a few minutes, but uh, you know the celebrations just show that this is a team that really does care about what yeah. it's doing, and as you say, keeping going right to the end. You, you, you almost would get Gary alludes to it when I chatted to him, doesn't he? You know, uh, Gary time is great. He hates the term, but he didn't make it up, and he's happy. To, <laughs> he's happy to have it used about the games. But he's dreading the time when Gary time doesn't happen. No, that's because very true. it's almost something that we've almost come to expect I mean even when that and we'll talk about the penalty (laughs) decision uh, uh, later but even when that happened I still had a feeling that something might happen it's funny that isn't it in both of the live match blogs I've said both times it, because it always happens, there will be one more great chance yeah. in added time, even if now, it's whether only they a take minute. It, yeah, whether they time. take it or not, but you, yeah. I wrote it in the in the report uh, as I was writing the report live. Um, you know, it felt like there was another chance in it. Yeah, and and they took it, and it's. I mean, Gary time, there are some elaborate conspiracy theories going on. Stockport fans were really cross about it on social were media. Were they? What a they shame. They were very cross. And, your, I mean, your favourite people, the Aldershot, the Aldershot fans, fans, they were also really cross. raging. I'm, I'm raging about it with them. <laughs> but, 
let's talk about the refereeing then. It's because we're outdoors here. I haven't brought the names of the two match referees out with me, no, so I can't we'll just have them. to say the referee. But yeah. we've been. But we've, we don't want to single them out anyway. No, I mean, but we've seen some very strange refereeing decisions this last week, haven't we? Let's talk about Josh Umara. Yeah. First. Yeah. Against Notts County, um, Mark Ellis uh, was in, heavily involved. The ex-Torquay player. He'd been. He'd had a reasonably comfortable afternoon up winning until headers. Josh went on. Yeah, he was yeah. winning a lot of defensive headers. He'd scored a goal. Um, scored as a well. goal. Uh, they threw Josh on. Gary's instructions, I believe, to to rumor were to do exactly what he went on to do. Yeah. Um, you know, put himself about, be a physical presence um, within the right side of the law, mm-hmm. obviously. But 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 make it difficult for players like Mark Ellis who'd had it a bit too easy. Yeah. And so twice in were were we already in injury time? We were. Close, I think it would. Uh, it would. It was um, the first yellow card. I think was in sort of seventy eight or whatever. Yeah. And I think the seventy six maybe. I think there was twelve minutes between okay. them. So I mean, they were both challenges with Mark Ellis. On both occasions, the referee didn't see anything well, wrong the, with the them. The first occasion, they went up for the aerial challenge. Ellis went down. The, the the game played on. Yeah. Um, there was no foul called. Um, then it obviously was stopped because Ellis was deemed to have a head injury, so yeah. you stopped the game. Um, at which point, um, the referee then decided that he was going to have a chat with Umara, booked him, and instead of a drop ball, which is what should have happened. Yeah then the free kick was given to them. So so he's changed his mind. On one occasion. Completely on that occasion. Yeah, that's the first time. And then a few minutes later... Umara, 88th minute it was, yeah. Umar and Ellis go up for a ball again. I mean, Umar does... Because, you know, he's he's a, he's an athlete and he's a big lad, he does use his arms to get yeah. up, but everybody does. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it, this is not... Um, you know, an elbow to the face no. situation that you can look at and go, oh my word, that was terrible. You, I mean, we were watching on a small screen, well, I was watching on a small screen, but it was very difficult to mm. see, but from the evidence of, of, of uh, the, the photos on, on the Pinnacle website, which we obviously use for the paper and the website, um, the second one at least shows Umar's arms down by yeah. his side, yeah. while Mark Ellis is holding his face. All very strange, but um, and, and in, in that, full flow. In the second occasion, did I get it right? The referee was actually going to give a free kick to Torquay. It was then going to be a free kick to Torquay, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, did he go and talk to the linesman? He did. He went yeah. to talk to yeah. the linesman, came back and sent um, Ellis off, and Umara. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. Umara off, and um, Ellis had his head bandaged, and um, and the free kick was given to them. Yeah, Match I mean, continues. two, two yeah. completely. Two, two changes of decision. It's just just a remarkable, remarkable game of football. And, of course, we save it right at the end. Yep. You know, we're 2-0 down. Connor yep. Lemonhaven scores a 75th great minute. goal. Yeah, it was a lovely, lovely strike from the back post, wasn't it? Brilliant cross from Billy Walters, who yeah. just come on. Um, no, did he just come on? Did he start? No, Scott Bowden started. I, I, I can't remember. There's so many games in such a short space of time. It was some But it was cross, a lovely though, cross. Yeah. Right, right to Connor Absolutely. at the back post. And Connor's the kind of player that you want in those situations. Mm. You know, he strikes it. Again, looking at the photos on, on, on uh, the Pinnacle website, um, the goalkeeper's there. So how he gets yeah. it past him, whether the ball goes through his legs or, or it looks... Uh, 
like they might go through his legs. I mean, it was a, just a strong strike back across goal to beat the goalkeeper. So great, two one. We're thinking, okay, let's see if we can do maybe, this. Maybe yeah, win this. Yeah. And then the never say die attitude. Nobody typifies that more than Ben Winter, as we saw at Woking a couple of years ago. Um, and it was a scrappy, scruffy goal. Didn't look to begin with as if it had crossed the line. Again, the pictures on the on the website show that, that it show that it does. Yeah, way over actually. Yeah, it's just just never say die attitude. Of the the irony being that um, this is the the ninety eighth minute um, of four minutes add time added on. Yeah, um, which was basically lengthened by the Josh Umara Mark Ellis situation and the sending off. Which, strangely enough, you wouldn't think that would happen more than once in a season, but no. it's exactly the same thing happened on Tuesday night yeah. against Aldershot, yeah. where you've got Torquay um, pushing forward, looking to get something out of the game, one right old. at the death, yep. it's one each. Uh, we're in injury time already, and the goalkeeper... I, I mean, it's a foul on Jake Andrews, isn't it? Oh, yeah, the yeah. The goalkeeper comes off it his isn't, line. And, 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 and the thing is, the referee is not not saying it wasn't a foul mm. what he's saying is the ball was gone had gone out of play when the foul occurred now gary says that that they've watched a video and the ball is four or five yards from going out of play yeah. when 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 the foul happens and an actual fact i looking at it live at the time and then the couple of replays that we were given on on the streaming it almost looks like the, the foul happens as he strikes the ball anyway to me yeah yeah i mean the 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 shot seems to be foul affected but to me um, and, and the referee just he didn't think about it he was sure he pointed yeah. straight at oh, the spot he, he made his mind up um, older shot players surround him for about 20 to 30 seconds yeah. this wasn't um, older shot players suddenly mm. surrounding him and him thinking I better talk to the linesman Scott Bowden was standing on the penalty spot waiting to yes, take, the, free, the, yeah. take the penalty with the ball in his arms um, this went on for quite some time. The goalie, the, the the referee walked back across towards the, the penalty spot, then walked away again. It was like uh, you know the, the the older shot players were just following him, berating him, and eventually he went and talked to the linesman. And the linesman, you could tell what was going to happen, couldn't you? You could see the linesman laughing. He put enough doubt into the yeah. referee's mind, didn't he, that he had to to not give the penalty. But if the linesman was so sure, he never called the referee no, over. No. No, he it's didn't. just it's just a jumble of a mess of a situation, and 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 like Gary said, Gary said he reckons. Sorry about the lorry in the background. Yeah. Um, he reckons he's he's been in charge of of, of teams in in you know twelve hundred games or whatever he said. Yeah. Um, never, never seen never it. seen anything like that, and, and to happen two games. Yeah. In a row. I mean, a couple of things to take out of that as well. Interesting that Bowden... I mean, Asa Hall was still on the pitch yeah. at the time, and yeah. Bowden was going to be the penalty. Well, taker. we haven't had a penalty that. We haven't had one for eight, so we've got half a dozen this season. We, we had we had quite a few in, in our good run. Yeah, um, I think we even had a, a we few in the bad run because we missed them. We were getting them to a game at yeah. one point as well. Weren't we? um, but since Bowden's been on the field, I think that's the first occasion that Bowden's mm. actually been on the field when a penalty situation has occurred. And so, like Gary said, he hasn't seen him miss one in, in training. So it would have been his spot kick. Yeah. So Bowden would have taken it, and the point that um, that you made in the piece that, uh, that you've done uh, online following Tuesday's game, I mean, Bowden probably would have scored it anyway. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Because Gary hasn't seen him miss one in training, but it's immaterial because a great goal conjured out of nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we were, we were was it 87th, sorry, 97th minute this one. Yeah, yeah. We, I, down on the right-hand yeah. side, didn't look to be very much coming from it, but when you ben got... Went out, to ha- Dean Moxie was off the pitch, yes. which may be a good thing because... Dean Moxie would have been used to throw that ball into into the box, and that's not really been working. He doesn't quite get it far enough, mm. or he doesn't get it in there with the right pace that that really, really uh, worries defences. So that, that I, I think defences have found yeah. reasonably easy to clear those balls. So he was off the pitch because he'd been substituted, and um, but Ben Winter took there was the throw. no one to do no. a long throw. Ben Winter looked like he was getting, there was two throws in a row. Ben Winter looked like he was going to try and wind one up at one point and then he, he, he threw it shorter and it was knocked back out by one of their players for a second throw. Yeah. Um, just, a, just a short throw to, to, um, to Randall, wasn't it? Randall. Yeah. Just on his, on his right foot, just... Was it's it a left, left, it's a left, left foot, foot cross. that's right. He's, he's the one in the first half Versatile, right versatile lad. Left foot, lovely cross into yeah. the box. And like Gary said, if you... Any any contact on that yeah. is going to take it past the goalie, and 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 Bowden make made great contact, didn't he? It was great to see Bowden score. It's been great to see Bowden get a couple of goals yeah. in the last few games because he hasn't scored a lot of goals. No, but I think what's he scored four now. Yeah, and I think how how many minutes has he been on the pitch? No, that's, that's you know, true. You know, he's been that's, used as a substitute a yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, um, not 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 a, a main starter all the time. So I think he's done well. I think he's been a good signing. He has. Uh, we'll be without him, we understand, on Monday at Chesterfield. He's on loan from Chesterfield. He's on loan from Chesterfield. And uh, you don't play against your parent club. No, I mean, you can do. I mean, we've seen Jake, that. Jake Robinson That did. was the one that was yeah. springing to mind. Oh, yeah. um, you can do, but obviously that's a standard agreement nowadays on yeah. loan situations that you don't play against your parents, your parent club. And, <clears throat> you know, this could be a big game as well. So, oh, uh, you know, imagine if he went on and scored a hat-trick. Um, but... Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that Fraser Kerr, who went in the other direction, <coughs> could theoretically play against Torquay because that was a permanent deal. That was a it? deal. Yeah, yeah. he'd yeah. left Torquay. We, 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 we'd given up his registration, as mm. far as I'm aware. And him going to Chesterfield the other way um, was them picking him up on a free. So he's, he's able to play for them, of course. Um, I th- it's a shame that we, we won't have Bowden on Monday. Um, it does give Gary some interesting selection yeah. possibilities. Josh Umara obviously will be back from suspension. Yeah, I, I, Danny Wright won't be Danny, back from I don't injury. think Danny don't Wright's going to be ready. You never know, though. I think Benji Kimpioka might be on the verge yeah. of making a comeback, um, which which uh, means Eastley possibly yeah. on the bench. So Billy, <clears throat> Billy Waters and A N Other A N Other will be yeah. raring to go. Could be. I mean Olaf. Cosella well, what a ball that was, by oh. the way. And he, he's waiting. There's a tree coming down. Now, no. up, uh, in that, up in that Babacan <laughs> car park there, by the da- uh, not by the Downs, by by Walls Hill. But there, are, there are there's some big big kind of containers, isn't there? And I think they're they're moving them about. But I mean, Olaf is just waiting for a chance to shine, yeah. isn't he? He only got five minutes. He was instrumental in, in the penalty situation. It was his penalty. lovely yeah. ball into the box yeah. uh, that. Um, Caused the situation for the for the penalty that didn't happen. Um, I look. There I want to see more of him. There um, isn't a Torquay fan who doesn't want no, to see more. But of I'm not Olaf. Gary. Do you no, know what I mean? No, no, and no, I, no, quite. You know, I, I don't see them in training every week, and <clears throat> you know, um, 
I hope we do get to see him. But he, um, if 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 the if the stars do line up yes. and there's a possibility for Olaf getting some game time yes. and he can work it to his advantage and have a, a decent game, yeah. every Torquay fan's going to be celebrating, aren't they? Good stuff. It would just be... Exactly. <coughs> but, I mean, the player that we're all talking about, apart from the fact that Asa Hall could end up the season as top scorer, yeah, by the way. Yeah, amazing. Um, the player that everybody's talking about this week, and quite rightly, is Adam Randell. Yeah. Um, Argyle can't wait to get him back and make a first-team player out of him. Well, I mean, um, uh, Brian Lowe was saying, wasn't he, uh, early in the season after he let uh, Randell come to Torquay that he considered him a first-team player for next season and yeah. a possible future captain. So that's what he rated him. Um, and he's done so well, hasn't he? And, and, yeah. and he's done so well throughout. He's, one, he's been one yeah. of the mainstays in the squad. Oh, yeah, he's played almost every game, hasn't he? He was suspended for a game early on. Yep. Apart from that, I don't think he's missed a game. No. Um, and he's such a good player, crossing with the right and the left. His crosses, I mean, the goal, he crossed for both goals against Aldershot. Well, we've the, talk, first, we've, the first one where he just sat the fullback on his backside. Yeah, we've talked about the second one, but the first one um, was with his right foot and it was a cross back into the box for pinpoint. Yeah. Pinpoint to uh, to Asa Hall to volley the ball home. Um, it wasn't a, just a cross, a blind cross into the box. It was, it was look up. I've beaten this man. He, I've now got a chance to really set the ball up for Asa, which yeah. he did perfectly. It was a great cross. And I mean, Gary's just said in in the chat that you've had with him. While well, we've got him, let's uh, we're going to enjoy him. He also and... said that he was rubbish and uh, he was going to tell from if I go that. See ya. And uh, and. Um, <laughs> If they didn't want him, that, that we'd take him. We'll quite take happily. him. We'll take him on a free. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, he crossed that cross that Danny Wright scored against Woking when Danny Wright made yep. his comeback from yep. injury. Pinpoint cross to the near <coughs> post for yep. Danny Wright to get on the end of the cross for Asa Hall to get the diving header at Sutton, yes. yep. which could be the most crucial goal of the whole season. Absolutely. That was another Randall cross. Um, and this is this is a player who's supposed to be a, mid, a midfielder, not a, not a yeah. wide midfielder. Yeah. But a centre midfielder, and the, I mean he's good. He's good at turning people. He'll take the ball. He'll let it run past him. He'll do the clever little turns. He's got a good touch. He's got speed. He, I mean, you know, without blowing his trumpet too much, he's got everything. This lad. He's also he? got baby looks, hasn't he? So you imagine the the, the big old old mean men of the National League walking yeah. onto the and pitch and see, seeing Adam Randall and thinking, it's just a kid. And doesn't he get up well? He yeah, the absolutely. Ball he's superb. won a lot of headers, is not he? I think for me, he's 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 the complete player, and yeah. he's only a young lad now. He's only going to get better, um, and you know, it's, let's hope Argyle make the most of him when they get him yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, they, they've got something special there, um, and and you know, Chris Errington rang me the other day to ask about him, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think he's written something for the Western Morning mm. News today, is not he? Um, good player. Quite something. Before we move on to have a look at the uh, the two games that we've got coming up in quick succession over the weekend, um, there's a piece in the Herald Express. There's a lot on Facebook. People are trying to help uh, goalkeeper John Turner. Yes. Replace some of the things that he's lost. You you'll know that there was a terrible fire out at the Jolly Sailor. I didn't see. I, I had. Sometimes you miss these things. I did mm. not see it until I saw the front cover of the Herald Express. An amazing photo on the yeah, front cover yeah, thank of the you fire. To Buckfastley Fire Station yeah, for that one. Incredible thing. Um, you know, it, a lot of local running groups and sports groups. We used to take hashing groups out to the Jolly Sailor at Ogwell. John was always that a is great, running, isn't it? Great host. It is running. It's <laughs> yeah. a kind of running. <laughs> um, 
uh, always a great host, and it's it's a lovely, lovely pub. And you've only good got good friend hope of that our, our, our ex colleague Dave Thomas, of course. Yeah, indeed. Um, uh, the fire, fire brigade were saying that a f that's, that's old fashioned, isn't it? The fire brigade. The fire brigade. The Devon and Somerset Fire and Rescue Service <laughs> um, were saying that a fire door in the building saved it from being completely destroyed. But one of the things that was lost. Uh, with some of John's football memorabilia. His whole collection, apparently, yeah. Yeah, all, of, all the stuff that he's cherished over the years from, from his time at Torquay, at Peterborough, other clubs. Chesterfield, of Chesterfield. course. Derby. Yeah. All kinds all of All those programmes that he'd kept. Um, I, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of players who don't bother keeping stuff, no. but if you have kept all your memorabilia over all those years and you lose it like that, that must be devastating. So some, um, some friends of John's and some Torquay fans are trying to replace his programme. So you know, if you have, you know, have a look, if you've got any old programmes from John's time at Playmore yeah. back in the uh, early 80s, um, Stuart James is one of the people who's collecting them. Find yep. the Yellow Army on Facebook or there's a contact in the Herald Express on Wednesday, isn't there? There is, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Stuart put that story online on Devon Live as well, so search that out, you should be able to find that. So anything you've got, anything, anything that you think might uh, be part of John's memorabilia collection that we can replace, uh, that we can help to replace for him, uh, please do. Yeah. Uh, good guy, John. I've worked with him in the press box up at Exeter, Exeter yeah. and at Torquay as well before <coughs> that. Yeah. Um, really nice guy. Terrible thing to happen. So if uh, it if was John that once said to me when I said talking about whichever goal it was, I can't remember. He's a good shot stopper. He kind <laughs> of sniffed, that. looked at me, and, and said. Every goal he's got to be a good shot stopper. It's the first thing you've got to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Shot down in flames by a pro. And it's not the first time, it won't be the last time. We said before <coughs> we, that the Yellow Army's a big family, so if we can help one of our own by um, you know, finding some of these bits and pieces for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's uh, let's try and do it. So let's look ahead to a busy weekend. They just yeah. keep on coming, don't they? Well it, the, this this these I think it's been four games in ten days. It has after this it settles down. It does, but after this there will only be four games to go. Mm. Uh, there are six games to go at the moment. The first of them comes up on Saturday. We're at home to Eastleigh. Who, who I hear have a defence that is like a battleship turning. So, uh, <laughs> someone told right. me this. So, if we can play our high-tempo football around, around them, we have a chance of getting some goals. But they're in seventh place. They are. In the league. They are. Uh, they've got Danny Hollands. Uh, he's 35 now. Don't Danny say Hollands. he's 35 because I was working for Talk United when he came on loan from Chelsea. He was Chelsea's reserve team captain and yeah. came on loan and did, did all right for us. Oh, he's such a good player. <coughs> really, he looked really quality, good yeah. Quality How player. he never really played at a higher level, I don't know. He was at Leighton Orient for years, wasn't he? I mean, he, he was kind of... He was a Frank Lampard, but not quite Frank Lampard. Yeah. Which yeah. is why... I mean, he was at, he was at Leighton Orient, he was Bournemouth, he was all over the That's place. That's right, Bournemouth, yeah. Um... Eastleigh are doing all right. Eastleigh, are, you know, they've won three games on the trot. Um, they'll be tough to beat, won't they? Yeah, they will be. I mean, uh, there are teams you play, and, and for no particular reason, you feel like it's a harder game because it's who you're playing. Yeah. And Eastleigh, for me, is one of those teams. Oh, well, they they've got um, they've got a bit of a, a spell over us, if you like. Of the last that, nine that times yeah. we've played them, we've drawn one and lost eight. Of Ooh, the last nine times really? we've played them, we lost. We've not up beaten there. them in nine times. No. 
We lost up there uh, on October the 6th, that was our the second first, game of the season. I was going to say that was the first defeat, but it was only the second game. Yeah. Yeah. First away game of the season. Sam Sheridan <coughs> scored for us that night. That's right. We haven't beaten them since Valentine's Day 2015. Wow. We won 2-1 up there. Goals from Louis Briscoe and Olivier Gagan. Wow, two good players. Two good players yeah. indeed. Um, they will be tough to beat. Chris Todd, of course, uh, has been manager there. Yeah, and obviously is part of the setup here so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about it so that's going to be a tough game uh, and even tougher on Monday we're away to 6th place Chesterfield yeah we've beaten Chesterfield this year we've we? beaten Chesterfield this year we beat them 2-1 uh, on October the 13th actually it was the game after Eastleigh Louis Britton and Asa Hall it was one of those late ones it was a 90th minute was goal it from really? Asa Hall <laughs> that beat them I had, um, <clears throat> I had an email earlier this week from the bloke who writes their match day programme um asking me for a few observations on Torquay and uh, he flagged up then um, you know sort of late goals and Asa Hall scored a late goal to beat them can we expect more of the same and I said yeah probably you probably can. yeah whatever you can say about Torquay as we said at the beginning of the podcast they never give up they never stop someone going. did text me this week and said can you tell Torquay they can score in normal time <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it be nice just to get a game done and done well I mean that's what happened with Woking wasn't it 2-0 yeah. up really early on and then and, and pretty safe from then on so Two or three up after 65 minutes, yeah. but then you'd start yeah. worrying, wouldn't you? Yeah, you're never going to be worrying. happy until the 98th minute, are you? There was a game back in the National League South, I think it was the Oxford City game, that we won, we scored seven goals, and we were five or six ahead, and um, my cousin in Berlin sent me a message saying, you're OK now, you can relax <laughs> now, you can relax now. So you you never, can never relax. Ever relax, as no. a talky fan, never, ever relax. A lot of players down the years have played for Chesterfield and Torquay. John Turner, of course, yep. we mentioned Aaron Downs, yep. Dave Caldwell, Martin yep. Gritton. Yeah, Martin Gritton didn't have a, a, a great time there, I don't think. It, no? Um, I can't remember who the manager was, but he went on to become Plymouth manager. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, and I don't think I don't think that his style worked okay. with, with Grits. And, uh, yeah, but... Um, I know who you mean now, and I can't think. Yeah, I can't remember his name. We really should write more stuff down before we come out and do these things, shouldn't we? But, you've written, uh, you've written a novel, there, guy. I just scribble things down <laughs> as I'm watching football matches. But uh, facts and figures, facts and figures. We've played Chesterfield 44 times since 1960. Is that all? We've won 11. That feels low. Because I don't think we've been in the same division. For yeah, I guess quite a while. <clears throat> Maybe they've been in higher divisions mm. than us. The one higher, I would have thought. Um, I mean, I do remember playing them in the league quite a lot. We've won eleven, drawn thirteen, and lost twenty. But then again, right. they've been, should we say, a more illustrious team than us? Yeah, uh, not times, much, not over much. The years, but uh, going to be these are going to be two good, good games. Of course, the home game is available on the excellent Playing More live streaming service. Yep. Uh, and the away game, I imagine, will also be available on Chesterfield's live stream. Of haven't checked. No, but, um, it will be, yeah. Take a look at it. Talking to players who played for both, thank you very much to Julian, who's been doing a little bit of extra homework Good stuff. for us. Thank you, Julian. Because we were trying to work out who was the player who had cropped up the most times in played for both. Wow, OK. And it is, as we thought, is Brett Williams. Yeah. Six teams in our league wow. he's played for as well as us. He's played for Aldershot, your favourites, Bromley, Eastleigh, Sutton, Weymouth, Woking and Torquay. Yeah, the he's, Wanderer. He's closely followed by Paul McCallum. Oh, OK. Who's played yeah. for Barnet, Dagenham and Redbridge, Eastleigh and Solihull. Right. Scott Rendell has played for Aldershot, Woking 
and I'm Eastleigh. surprised Scott Rendell wasn't higher, actually. <laughs> He's another one that pops up. And Dan Sparks, who's played for uh, Dagenham, Redbridge, uh, Maidenhead, and somebody... Oh, I can't... What have I written there? Let's I have a look. Where, no, where, where, Barnet, of course. Barnet. Barnet, yeah, yeah. Barnet, yeah, yeah. of course. So... <clears throat> You know, players the players do tend to do the rounds, don't they, in these they divisions, do. but yeah. none more so than none Brett Williams. None more so than Brett Williams, who was a, a decent player, but you just felt... He had two spells with us, didn't he? Yeah. He had two spells with us. The <coughs> second one, you kind of felt that maybe his heart wasn't really in yeah. it. Yeah. He played one. like... He, 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 pl- he was... I'm not going to use the word lazy, although I just have. Um... <laughs> Laid back style. Laid back, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. some managers like and some managers don't. Yeah. Um, you know, some managers have got have got plenty out of Brett Williams. He scored a lot of goals over yeah. the years, won a lot of games, won a lot of things in the game. But that second spell, it wasn't really the happiest spell no. with him, I don't think. No. Uh, it always put me in mind of another player who was a little bit like that, was Darren Rowbottom. Remember Darren yes, Rowbottom? Yes, I do. Um, you know, there was always that kind of relaxed, laid back... Yep devil-may-care attitude that, that sort of masked the fact that he was actually a really, really yeah. good footballer. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So I've finished going through these copious notes wow. well on done. my page. But I still the keep... Bit, go- by the way, the biggest... The big, f- 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just pointed to the not fit again. <clears throat> the biggest um, note on your page, though, is the word referees. Referees. Yeah. Referees, indeed. You just can't legislate for what's happened to us in those two games that and you wouldn't incredible. be surprised at anything else that I mean Scott afterwards. Bowden was amazed as well wasn't he when he, he did was. the interview with the uh, good website. interview that by yeah the way. it was yeah. good interviews I quite I mean and uh, that's one thing I meant to note down if you're tuning into the live streams tune in early because the player interviews are just getting better and better <laughs> Gary Warren Gary Warren's yeah no <laughs> Um, there's a comedian in the dressing there room, is isn't an there? Absolute comedian. He was very good. He's got this broad, broad Bristol accent. It's like listening to Adge Cutler. Yeah. Um, he's um, wearing a, a, a wig that made him look as if he really needed a lockdown haircut. Yeah, he looked like he was in bad news, didn't he? But if that, yeah. But if that part of the live stream is available on social media anywhere. Have a look at it. Yeah, Gary Warren's funny. player interview is hilarious. Um, full marks to talkie. They're doing good entertainment. I'm still hearing those doom-laden piano chords in the middle of the night. Do you night. know what? I almost taped it the other day as well. I've got it on my phone oh, somewhere. It's, <laughs> it kills me every time. You have to just turn it down. You do, I suppose you've got, I mean, you've got to have something, haven't you? You've got to have something. Well, like to, I um, said before, you've got to have something to play while the adverts are playing. I, I understand that. And the, the, the sole reason that you use um, copyright-free music is because you don't want to have to pay for, you know, uh, children by miles or, or, no, that's or, or, true. or anything like that. that's true. But please, <laughs> at least have a whole tune. Just don't loop 30 seconds over and over again. It's, I, it's, it's, I, I was it's sure, painful. I was sure that I had it on my phone. Uh, you yeah, are live I scrolling. I do have it on my phone. This sound familiar to anybody? I prefer the sound of the lorry coming up the road, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> there you go. That sound will haunt us for many years to yeah, come, long will. after the end of life. That's the streets. worst thing about <laughs> lockdown, is that sound. And I, I apologise, Patrick, because obviously you do a very good job putting it all together, but oh, please the, change that tune. The live stream is fabulous. <laughs> and as I say, with the pre-match interviews, 
Gary always does a very good pre-match yeah, interview no, he does. with Dom. Yeah, um, and of course it's late enough to air it that he can actually talk about the game without giving any secrets away. He can. Um, so it's quite it's quite instructive that 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 pre-match interview. So and don't don't leave it to the last minute to tune in. It's um, there's good stuff to be had there. Yeah. In the pre-match game, pre-match build-up. Brilliant. Well, we've got a lot of pre-match build-up to look forward to. We absolutely have. Two games in three days. Indeed. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to the lorry driver. Thank you to the man up the car park up the yeah. top. And we'll keep on, until lockdown lifts a little bit more. And the birds. We'll, yeah, we'll keep on doing outdoor yeah. podcasts. Yeah, it's, it's warmer than last week, guys. It is. It is a, I've finally warmed up now. You it's, haven't um, turned a strange colour. <laughs> no, no, I have. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll uh, hopefully another six-point podcast next week. Wouldn't that be great? It would. In the meantime, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.